Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. So, Nick, how long have you lived here? A few weeks. Weeks in that cabin? <laughs> I like it. It's quiet and it's... Uh... Hidden? You come here today to talk about a little project. Now it's moving along. Who are they? What do they want? I encourage you to tell me exactly what you know. This guy has a nightmare for everyone now. He was his best killer. Said at least three, four guys after him. None of them come back. Did I find you? My husband sold his soul to the devil. The debt your husband owes and what you and your family owe. I have to let them use my land. Nothing sexier than a woman who runs a tight ship. Amelia here has been running this business like a little empire. I can do whatever the hell I want. Hey. Two options here. You're gonna get arrested with them, or they're gonna kill you and your son. Get in the truck. You don't touch him. You're gonna have to deal with it. I am not going to kill anyone. I didn't say you. This is not going as swimmingly as we had hoped. I was just passing through, and now I think I'll stay a while. I'm going to put them both in the ground. Is it done? It's done. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 423. This episode, I'm doing something different. I'll be talking about two different films shot back to back, set within the same world with one central character played by the great Neil McDonough. I'm talking about Redstone, now available on digital, and Boone, which releases on digital and on demand on April 1st. Two crime thrillers in which a hitman, atoning for his sins, takes on the criminal underground. Joining me to talk about Redstone and Boone is the director of the film, Derek Presley, and producer, Jason Starn. Derek and Jason, I thank you so very much for joining me today. Uh, thank you, Matthew. Appreciate you having us. Thank you very much. So, Derek, I'm going to start with you. I, I just have to ask, the character of Boone, creating Boone, how did you come up with this character? I know the last time we spoke, we kind of briefly touched on it, but I'm just really, really curious, how did, how did he kind of come up in, in your world, world building process? Uh, well, originally, if you want to go back further, we were on another film uh, before Redstone called Whitetail. Mm-hmm. And- the young man that was playing the central character in that uh, Dash Melrose impressed me so much. Uh, I was just having such a good time with him. And I was very, I was like, man, this guy is really good. Um, That I asked him on that set. I said, Hey, I'm thinking about writing a a kind of an old school classic thriller of a, you know, kid on the run from a gangster. And I was like, uh, you know, you'd be the, you'd be the main character. Do you want to do, what do you think of that? 
And he was, uh, he's like, yeah, that'd be great. You know, so a few months later, fast forward, we're in post and we're working. And now we're all talking as a group with Alex Blackman, Garrett Schwinn, Jason's myself, the next movie. Um, and Austin Williams, who's our UPM producer, one of our other producers. And, uh, and I said, well, I have this idea. I was like, let me, let me, you know, what do you guys think? And they liked the idea and I wrote it and it was, it, it was really kind of coming from the, the young, the young man. If you watch Redstone, he's kind of the main character. Yeah. Um, and the original cut, Neil didn't come into play until 30 minutes into the movie. Mm. You know, you didn't see his face. He's this guy comes in, boom, and then he kind of takes, and then the movie shifts, you know, and which is, it's just kind of unorthodox, you know, most time, you know, classic films, they always say you introduce the guys right off the bat. And I don't believe any of that stuff, but we, uh, that was where it came from was really kind of figuring out, well, who Dash was. And then, then there was his character and trying to figure out okay how motley um sorry i'm jumping there's so many characters in movies now <laughs> like there's so many to talk about and uh he we got we got that figured out and then with boone it was i wanted them to have a similar uh journey and uh, one loses somebody dear to them in a horrific way and then on the flip side of this the other the other person who's who's a hitman who's used to seeing violent things he loses his fa- uh, family in a very um real world way you know i don't you know no they're not murdered they're killed in a car accident but they're yeah. both going through loss and and then they're traveling down this this parallel journey throughout this one day and all of that really helped me with boone as far as like he was supposed to be uh, more of a less of an assassin and more of a henchman in the yeah. original incarnation and that was that was easy because that was like you've got a you've got a, a kid here and you've got a henchman here it's kind of a, a a chump kind of a you know i've always said he's got like a spaghetti stain on his shirt you know he's the guy that's outside when the boss is eating dinner they're always the first one to die that was originally his character and he gets he's been tasked to find this kid and long-winded answer but i'll be really quick about it basically when we got neil mcdonough everything changed <laughs> and so and then that, that it changed and, and we started that then we rewrote the character to be we put in some western tendencies in there and some old you know uh mcdonough's mannerisms and we kind of rewrote that a little bit to make him more of the quintessential hitman yeah jason when it comes to casting neil mcdonough what's that process like i mean um, has he seen Whitetail? Is that does he, you know, do you just send the script and kind of go through more conventional means? Because he really has taken on uh, this role to such an extent. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get into later that he's actually like co-writing Boone. I mean, what was it like right. approaching him for for this movie? Is that, was he someone that you guys always had in mind to to play the character? Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. And no, he he wasn't. Um, it's it's a funny story how we how we got to that um, how we got to Neil and I was just with him last night and we were talking and and I, I just I always say this I said you know I always thank them um, him and Ruve who we've been working with now uh, for taking a risk with us and coming to do Redstone and and you know he he replies back with well thank you for taking the risk with me and I'm like oh, gosh what are you talking about but yeah he's such a great guy. But the way it came about was uh, we were working with uh, a casting director and we were starting to put this film together and like he was never on, in the purview like he's he was just like a big you know a big name and he just really never came up to us but we had a couple guys who went out to that passed and the original uh role for him was we were looking for that star right you need that star power to help 
help boost the film, help, help get it, um, help get it sold, obviously, when we get it made. Yeah. And um, so we were looking for a star. I wouldn't say somebody that would just like, come in and out, but we were looking for somebody that could come in and work for like three days. I, I felt like that was what our budget could, you know, could, could afford. And um, we, we got to Neil, it's like somehow um, Katrina Cook or a casting agent, she's like, you know, hey, I, I, I was in touch with an agent and one of Neil's agents. And she said, hey, Neil McDonough's interested. And Derek and I were like, nah, no way, right? And this was for the role of um, Jed, Jed Haywood. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine, I mean, you've seen the film. So who's Jed Haywood is Michael Cutlets plays his character. But um, we were going out to Neil for Jed. And once he got the script, he just loved the character of Boone. He loved Nick Boone. And Derek and I got on a uh, Zoom with him and he, he just, he said, hey, I like Jed, Jed's great. And, but I really like this, I really like Boone. I don't know why I'm trying to sound like Neil now, but I really like Boone. <laughs> and, uh, he was, and he said, if there's any way that, you know, we could make, you know, I could come in and, and play Boone, he said, he said, but I don't want to take any roles away from anybody or anything like that. If you guys already cast and, and we had already cast Boone with, and like Derek explained earlier, the, the henchman, uh, Billy Blair was our original uh, Nick Boone. And then Jason Douglas, who was, who's a sheriff, he was our original Hutch and they were already in the roles. And so we, we had to call Bill and it's like, man, oh, let me back up a little bit. Cause this is even funnier. It's like, well, Neil, we'd love to have you as Boone, but you know, Boone is like, 16 out of the 18 days we shot maybe 17 days uh shooting it's like there's no way we can afford like you know we're going in thinking there's just no way we we have a budget for somebody that would come in for three days right Mm -hmm. a star and he says i don't care he said i i I really love it if there's any way to move things around without people losing jobs or anything and so yeah we we call billy and we we call jason and they're they're such true for such great actors professionals they're like yeah we'll, we'll do what's best for the project and so Billy moves into Hutch's role. Uh, Jason Douglas becomes a sheriff. And, and I, I think the cast just organically really came together, the story, because I love Hutch. I love Billy. And I love how Nick created this Nick Boone character. So that, that's how that happened. Derek, when it comes to the look of the character, what's really interesting when it comes to Neil McDonough as an actor and as a person you mentioned before kind of like Western kind of conventions in regards to the hat and everything. There's also kind of like a classic kind of film noirish kind of thing about him as well. You can really see Neil McDonough, like if you, if you went back in the time machine and appeared in the movies in the forties and fifties, he'll fit in that kind of mold really well. Um, in regards to that, in regards to the way he looks on screen, the way he dresses, the hat, for example, is that stuff that's in the script or is that stuff that he kind of brings to the table or something you guys kind of talk about as the, you're fleshing out the role and you're making it a little beefy and a little bigger for the screen? Uh, well, the, the the outfit minus the hat was, yeah, that was from day one. We've, you know, and he he loved that. It was, uh, I, I pitched him, you know, I said, you're going to be Lee Marvin and point blank. Mm. Um, one of my favorite films of all time. I said, I said, which in in turn, other filmmakers throughout the years have pretty much borrowed that same look, the skinny black tie and the, you know, the jacket and all that quintessential quintessential gangster. Uh, And I think Neil being a guy who 
he looked at Texas as like he's been to Texas before, but he 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 was just like it's in it takes place in Texas, and there was something about that that made him say, "I want to wear a fedora." Hmm. And it was not me. And if, and I'll be honest, I was not happy about that at first. I was like, I you know, I love your white hair, man. You're free, you're my Lee Marvin, man. What you talking about? You know, you're you're you're, you're my you no, know, yeah. So um then we kind of came around to it and he was insistent on it and then we put the hat on we thought well it is pretty unique and it does feel it does have a norm aspect to it and that's one of my favorite genres of all time and uh that w- it was basically the outfit that we had planned and then we put the, the hat on him and he kind of took over his own it, it just became his own thing and he you know carried that over to the next film obviously with boone and uh and and it fit really it fit really well and and that was that was all Neil you know that was him he was like we have we're in Texas it, you know it's not I, I don't think I honestly don't think Matt that if we were filming this in downtown Los Angeles he would have even said it you know mm. it was the fact that we were in this small little Texas town and he had he had a lot of really good reasons you know that's something about Neil is he he always backs up what he what he brings to the table so he's I asked him why and he's like well you know he's like I'm in a, I'm, a, I'm a hitman kind of guy I want to keep my face covered sometimes you don't want to see me coming and you and it's in Texas and it's this and that and the other and there's, you know so he had a he, he had a, he justified it enough you know and then when we when we got there we didn't have the fedora on set and we had to and Jason had to run around like a crazy uh, man to get it. <laughs> That hat almost killed me. <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy, and it had to be the perfect one. He's he was very particular. Um, How many hats do you think he went for? One, just the one. Still, he still has the hat. Wow. It's the same. It's the same hat. We carried it on to the boon. He has it, and if if he ever makes another, if we make another one, he'll make, he'll wear it again. It's his. It's his hat. It's his thing. You know. So, uh, but it was you know that was really it, and and it. It's it's really it is really good, and you're right. By the way, I mean he just looks like he steps out from the '60s and '70s, and the, oh, yeah. even earlier than that. His face, the way his structure, the way he's made up, his everything about him, his voice. He's very he just has that that classic actor feel, and you know we let him run with it. It was it, it was great. It was like uh, Jason said earlier about the casting. It was organic. You know, it's not it's a happy accident that we got him. <laughs> Uh, in the role of Boone and he took it over. I mean, it's his now, <laughs> you know, so. Jason, Jason, something that's really interesting in regards to um, the character and actor that's playing him is that in, in something I don't see often in screen, um, Boone is a Catholic in the movie. He carries a rosary around with him in uh, Redstone. That part of it's much more fleshed out, not to a point where it's kind of like, um, uh, a distraction or anything, but it's much more prevalent in in, in Boone. Um, you know, the film does deal with themes of redemption, atonement, confession, um, you know, the second film especially. Was that kind of like um, Neil's idea? Because I know that he is a Catholic in real life. I myself am a practising Catholic as well, and the reason why I'm so kind of curious about it is because I don't see that often. Usually when it's a Catholic in a film, it has to do with like some type of demonic possession film or something like that kind of like really tropey kind of stuff it's different here though is that something that was in the script or is that something that neil kind of brings to the table i think that's more something that developed along the way and that is something that neil brings to the table um and you know he he is he's a devout catholic and he's he's not ashamed of he doesn't hide it and you know i'm proud of him for that so um, I think it, it shows, right? It comes through. It's it's not like he had to go learn anything about about that. And I think he Neil he he plays this character, this character struggling, and 
you know, like, like you mentioned earlier, atonement and just, he's, it's real life. Like what we all deal with, we all have these struggles and stuff. So it, it really developed more, I think from Neil, um, I can't, I'd have to go back to Derek. There's been many scripts I've been reading lately, especially <laughs> from Derek, but I don't think uh, Derek, there was any, I mean, it was written in there, but I don't think early on because it Redstone on the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, Red, Redstone, Matt had, no, there was no mention of it. As a matter of fact, in the movie, you know, there's not really, uh, there's no dialogue. It's really just that shot. With yeah. the, just that shot of the rosary yeah. that was all that that was neil he said i'd like to show the pull that out to show them that i'm a man of faith and i'm trying to think about this and and all that and i was like that's great yeah, yeah. and it adds to that struggle that he's going through in redstone with what he's tasked to do right yeah exactly yeah. yeah and boone was boone was uh from the beginning when we had it in post when redstone was in post and neil was wanting to do a sequel about that character that was like from the beginning with like the i wrote six scenarios and i pitched it to him and jason and i said you know which one and and neil was very much about the one about up in washington and that was all, all that stuff's another we can talk about that later but he you know that was from the beginning was like yes it's going to be about the man trying to atone that was the main word atoning for your sins and then having uh, a different person in there a, a preacher you know a, a baptist preacher that he stays <laughs> with you know mm. the matt's movie reviews podcast is brought to you by 80s tees 80s tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies tv shows cartoons video games comic books and musicians celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo Movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. In, in Derek, when it comes to McDonough, the writer, um, in regards to Boone, how does that kind of come about? Is that a thing where going back to being the post-production and him kind of saying, you know, we, I like to approach this character again. Did you already have an idea of maybe of a follow-up or was that something that kind of like he kind of was like, you know, let's let's keep do one more, you know, and considering that he's so interested in it and it worked so well the first time, did you kind of say, yeah, it sounds like a good idea or was it something, the idea already there and it kind of just an organic kind of process? Uh no, no. I mean, the, the idea was not there. No, it was uh, shooting. We were shooting the film and I think uh, Neil mentioned it. 
he said in the C he said in, in part two, this can happen. And, and, you know, I was like, well, there's not, there's not going to be a part two. It's not that kind of movie. There's not a part two, you know? And he said, he's like, yeah, but, but if there was, we do this. And then throughout the whole shoot of Redstone, I was kind of fighting it. I was like, no, I mean, I want, of course I would love to work with Neil again. I was trying to, we were, Jason and I were mewling over ideas of other things. And, and Neil was like, no, I think we can really do part two. Um, then he called us when we were in post-production and he said, He's, you know, his, his, I believe his agent was actually the one, him and his agent got on the phone and said, you know, so, you know, we're going to do this because we think we can get it going and we want to shoot it in Washington state. Mm. I was like, huh. So you, you see, I already had kind of, I was given, you know, the criteria basically of it's going to be in Washington and we got to do it now. So as my, for myself, I said, okay, look, I'm not interested in bringing in and doing a direct sequel. It doesn't, there's nothing, that's not that kind of movie, you know? So I said, so let's play around and let's let's put him in another genre altogether. You know, let's let's instead of uh, Texas, since we're in Washington, it's going to be blue and it's going to be cold and it's going to be um, full frame as opposed to anamorphic and things like that. You know, like Garrett Swint, my cinematographer, and I and Jason, and you know, we all discussed the technical aspects, how how different everything has to be different from Redstone. Mm-hmm. Redstone was a, a, a more of a gangster thriller, you know. Uh, than it was an action film. There's, you know, there's not that much action in it. Um, and boom, we're going to ramp up the action in the end. And this is going to be a Western. It's going to be um, influenced by the movies that Neil and I, you know, grew, that we loved, you know, um, growing up, you know. And just to confirm, uh, Redstone was shot in Corsicana, Corsicana, Texas, and Boone in Spokane, Washington. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. We cool. shot um, Redstone. It was June, and we finished shooting uh, July second. I believe was our last day. We started June sixth, finished July second, and then, like Derek said, we were in post. I think around September, and then this thing boom started heating up, and we were already in scouting locations in December of the same year in Spokane. So it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was early. It was actually earlier than that, Jason. It was, was it November. We were. We were in audio post on whitetail oh that's right and we were editing picture redstone and that's when the call came in from neil so we were actually at the at the studio editing uh with um doing sound for whitetail and then that's when i got the call and i stepped out to take it and it was them saying when are we gonna go (laughs) and so we were like okay well let's 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 uh you know give us a few weeks to come up with the story and everything and then let's let's write the script and then yeah and then it was yeah we were scouting like end of november um uh or no, no the beginning of november of 2020 and then um december 2020 and then we shot in january so, so a question that just came to mind derek when you were saying um how the action was ramped up in boone as compared to redstone um and i had to write it in my and i wrote it in my notes kind of straight away when it happened who came up with the idea for Boone to kill a man with a spoon? I mean, <laughs> you watch a lot of action films and you see, yeah. you know, action heroes could be responsible. They use all types of weapons. I don't think I've ever seen a spoon used in that way before. Who came up with that idea? Because it was just unexpected and brilliant at the same time. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Um, that, that, that was me. Um, yeah, that was me. It was, it was, uh, we had a, Butter knife at one point, and I have to say, Alex Blackman, who's our executive producer, one of our executive producers, and he's a good friend of mine. He's our partner in our company. We talk every day, and we're working on stuff. He he told me he was like, it needs to be a corkscrew or something like that, you know, not a knife. Because I had a butter knife. He like grabbed a butter knife off the table, 
And then I think uh, we said, why not a spoon? And what's really funny about that, Matt, was when we were, we were, when we were in pre-production, we were working on the effects side of things and the effects people were asking me, so you wanted to stab him with this end of the spoon, spoon sticking out of the top of his hand. I was like, no, no, no. I want the dull end of the spoon. And they were like, but that's why, why would you want the dull end? That's not sharp. You know, it wouldn't go through. And I was like, I, I bet if, you know, I, I bet if somebody hit it hard enough and somebody's <laughs> neck, they could go through. And besides, this is a, this is a Western film, you know, it's like, you know, we can, uh, suspension of disbelief and all that, you know, it's okay. So, um, they couldn't get it. They, they were really baffled why the other end of the spoon. And I just thought, I just saw those two images of like the, Oh, the spoon in the bowl, he grabs it and then stabbing the dude. I mean, I thought, you know, hopefully it's kind of fun. <laughs> so. It was fun. And it's also a thing of like, you see it, it happens. And then you think to yourself, how much that would hurt as well, because that's not what spoons are made for, you know. I mean, it is, it's a, it's a fantastic uh, just scene. There. I, really, I really dug it. I, you know, I kind of like knocked me out for a loop because I, I kind of, I just like, oh my god, what, what the hell happened there? Um, yeah. It was really well done. I think what I really like about it is the walk up with it as well. Neil has. It was just so yeah. determined. He's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy with this spoon, and sure enough, he does it as well. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I'm I'm happy you liked it, man, because that was that was one of those where we were talking about that scene for a while, and we 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 also did we you know we did we laughed ourselves, which makes you question yourself. You know, why am I laughing at a man being bludgeoned <laughs> by a spoon? But we were we were like, this is hilarious. It's great. Uh, we watched too many too many films. I, I think that's that's a good thing. That's um, right, <laughs> Jason. I want to talk to you about you know. So we got Boone. He's kind of like the central character of both films. He's the hero of the piece, but hero needs a strong villain, yeah? And a strong villain needs to be played by strong actors. Um, in the case of Redstone, you got Michael Cudlitz, who's terrific as Jed Haywood. And in Boone, you got Tommy Flanagan, who plays Mr. Fitzgerald. Mr. Fitzgerald. Um, both um, villains kind of similar in that they're kind of like masters of their own domain, um, crime bosses in a certain degree. Um, but we're talking about two very different actors here. Um, and the, the characters themselves are very different in the way that they approach things. Um, what's it like in getting those two actors involved? Is it a case of that having Neil um, in attached to the role, um, sign up to play Boone? Does it make it easier to get actors of those kind of caliber to play um, opposite him and play the villains uh, in these these very kind of like, you know, uh, good versus evil kind of like uh, um, movies? Yeah, I, um, it, it's certainly easier when uh, you've got some other like cast attached, like Neil, and who's also you know writing and producing this thing. Um, and but I'd also have to give credit to um, a, a guy named Thomas Sullivan, who we work with. He's a casting director and, and mm -hmm. just fantastic. So I I can't I honestly couldn't say how. Tommy came about. Um, I know his name came up, and Derek and I were both like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> like of course," because he's he's so menacing, right? As as a gangster and in, um, in the role that he plays in this movie. So, but I, I would say yes, definitely having Neil like <clears throat> brings that makes it easier to get that that talent attached and to jump to the hoops, and then it's all timing too, right? It's it's who who's available these dates you know is he able to get in and out and does it fit his schedule or her schedule so that, that's that for me that's that organic part of casting and, and putting the movie together what's really interesting derek about the film is that it's a movie these movies both redstone and boone is that they're populated with these actors who are playing like these really kind of like low level 
criminals, tattooed, kind of rough looking. You know, you have actors like, um, you know how much I love Billy Blair. We're talking about him. We were talking about um, um, your Whitetail, your first movie, how much I love his look and, and, and such, and all these different kind of actors playing these roles. Um, but the most menacing character out of all of them is played by Christina Okoa. Um, she's just terrific in Boone. She plays Amelia Fitzgerald. And, you know, the Fitzgerald part of the of the of the her name is kind of like uh, deceptive because you know, Christina in real life is Spanish and she plays a, a Spanish woman um, in, in the movie. Um, but she's kind of like, she's really menacing uh, in Boone. She's just like something else. Like she's kind of like the enforcer. And mm-hmm. in many ways, much more, way more villainous than Tommy. Tommy um, Tommy's character of Mr. Fitzgerald in a certain way has a certain code, has a certain um, uh, mercy about him. Um the character that Christina plays of Amelia, she just doesn't have that at all. What was it like casting her in that role and watching her do her thing? Because I thought she was just terrific in it, especially when she goes um, toe-to-toe uh, with Neil. I thought that was a real fantastic scene. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Christina too was amazing. She, she's fantastic. And she uh, she had a – yeah, She. what's funny about that is that we had written um, – she got it. She got in last minute. We had we had another actress that uh, could couldn't make that, and uh, we we weren't aware. You know, we weren't aware of her availability or anything like that. But last minute, um, Christina read it. She loved it. She she had a really good fight scene uh, in the script with uh, with Neil, and she, she she's that kind of person. You know, she wants to she wants to always kind of test herself. So for her, it was like. I get to be this Billy badass, as I say, you know, and get to whip up on people. And she gets to beat the shit out of Neil McDonough. And she loved that. So uh, she was very excited about that. Um, And she came in and she was doing her thing. And, and uh, she added all this, she was asking me about the the bat, you know, did you want me to sprinkle in uh, Spanish in here? You know, and did you want me to say some things and that, and, and she was amazing. I mean, especially for coming in last minute, like she did. I uh, couldn't imagine anybody else in the role now. And yeah, she, she just wanted to, she wanted to do everything herself. She put, you know, um, no, I believe Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. We had a, we did have a stunt person there for her. And I don't think we even used yeah, it. That's right. We, we had a stunt stand in for her and we never used the stunt person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because Shana's just such a trooper and you're right. She's so menacing in this film. I think it's her eyes. I, I, Got to see her after we were done with the movie, months after, and she still scared me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's great. The other, the other thing too is, you know, probably more to your, more to answer your question. I apologize. Is that you know, Tommy, Tommy is a little bit. He's got the code, like you said, but he's also uh, a little humorous. You know, mm. his character, his character's a little, little humorous, and he's more all business and doesn't doesn't necessarily need to kill people. If you know, he's kind of like whatever needs to happen happens. Christina's character, Amelia, is, you know, she is a sociopath. Yeah. Um, hands down. And yes. her her name's Fitzgerald because she's married into the family. And yeah. there's some little, you know, Shakespearean stuff uh, buried within that. That um, Yeah, a little bit of color, a little bit of background, uh, what's going bit, on yeah, there. Yeah, just team, but we don't really talk about too much of it. But, you know, basically her, you know, she killed her own husband and, and um, took over the family business. And so she, and she's the daughter-in-law. But she she is. She's a sociopath. And she's she doesn't, you know, she'll kill you just for you know, for need, wanting to kill you. She's kind of the, um, she's kind of the Lee Van Cleef, you know, uh, mm. in the movie be honest with you you know um that's uh, i kind of look at her as you know um 
not for a few dollars more because he was a good guy, but yes. good, bad, and the ugly. Leave Ankley, you know. Um, uh, so yes. Go ahead, go ahead, Dora. No, that's it. That's it. I was just saying, yeah, she she was amazing, and she was definitely the she's the villain. She's the real villain of the movie. So. I think so too, and she's so like and like I said, like this these movies with these really strong actors with particular looks, um, really kind of hard men. Uh, in and she just kind of stands out from all of them. I think it was just really great casting and just great performance from her. Um, Jason, I got to ask. You know, we've had the two movies so far with Neil playing Boone. I just have a feeling there's unfinished business. Um, to, I think the potential is there for a series continuation. Um, I, I assume nothing is in the works yet. But are you and both uh, and Derek and the rest of the guys over at Muscular Puppies open? to approaching the character again and having more boon adventures because um i love to see it <laughs> yes um that's funny uh yes we call it b3 right now and it, there's a lot of discussion being kicked around and um you know how do we make it different how do we make it better how do we do things bigger and so yes uh, we're, we're definitely open to it um will it be the next thing we do i, I don't know um but uh it's it's on the table for sure. Yes, it won't, that's, it won't that, be the next thing. <laughs> we have another movie we're doing. Yeah, that. So is, that, um, is that um tonic the next one you're working on? Well, that's that's the hope. That's the plan right now. But um, yeah, we're we're so lucky that uh, there's several projects on the table, and it's it's a bit of a race, right? Because you have to go where things are um, looking like they're going to line up first. So, but uh, we, we do hope tonic and, but there is another one. Um, I don't know how much to talk about it but, uh, that I'm pretty excited about. So I've been reading the script um, as it's being written by Derek and Neil. So, and it's not Boone, but it's, it's a good one. We well, can talk about it. Neil just talked about it. So I think we, we can. Right. Okay. This is already published. It's a Western. It's a full fledged Western. <laughs> full on Western. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we're, you know, we're, we're working on that and um, we're Neil and I are writing it. We're almost done. And then we've uh, uh, financing stuff's, coming together and uh, Jason's producing and editing like he's done the other ones and Ray and Neil are producing and we're going to go kill a bunch of bad guys and some good guys too. So. Well, I, I just love it because, you know, Derek, I said to you when I watch Whitetail and I'm going to say it again now, having watched Redstone and Boone, I'm a big fan of, of the stuff that you guys are putting together over there in Muscular Puppy. Um, the movies themselves, I love the characters. I love the um, the actors involved. I like the kind of like the muscular aspect about it, but I also like the depth that is in it as well, um, mixed in with kind of like the genre, kind of uh, genre, genre stuff as well. And I think it's all coming really together for you guys. And it's great that Neil is a part of that collective um, in a certain way because he's always been, I think for a lot of people, he's always been a, a favourite of ours because every, there's, I don't think you've ever seen a, a bad uh, Neil McDonough performance. Um, and what I love about watching him play Boone is that he plays, you know, he, he does get um, cast as villains a lot. In the scene, mm -hmm. play a hero or anti-hero um, like he does um, in your films. I think it's a treat for me. It really is. Um, and also to see him in the lead, lead role as well. Um, it's just fantastic. And I can't wait to, to see uh, what's next. And for everyone out there listening, you can watch Redstone right now. It is available on digital. So you can go to places like uh, Vudu and um, Amazon uh, to check it out. And Boone releases April 1st on digital 
and on demand. I recommend people check out both films. Um, look, you could watch one or the other, um, but I recommend really people check out both films because it's a great um, complementary pieces to one another, a great continuation of story. And dare I say it, I think it's a really great birth of a new kind of like um, a new kind of like hero. Like you mentioned before, modern Western, I said the word like noir. Um, it all kind of fits within that kind of scope. And I think it's just so very well done. And um, Derek Presley and um, Jason Stan, thank you both very much for your time today. Congratulations with the movies. And I can't wait until I see this Western and, and see what you guys do with Tonic as well. You know that I'm always open to watching your stuff and talk to you guys. And it's just been a pleasure to talk to you today. Oh, thank you, Matthew. I really, really appreciate uh, you having us on. So, um, yeah, what a great podcast. Thank you for having us be part of it. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, but this is a this is always fun. It's always fun to get on here with you. I had a lot of fun last time, and and uh, hopefully we'll do it again. You know, so um, Boone Three, by the way, you know, I'm thinking it's probably going to be a musical <laughs> because we change it up every time. That's okay. Um, he can, uh, you know, Neil can uh, twirl that top hat around, and you know, absolutely. some, some, you know, some, like can't get it. Give him, give him a cane. He's been shot enough now. He can hobble around in a cane. <laughs> so. That's so right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>